Welcome to Beyond the Hill, reaching beyond the walls of Pleasant Hill Christian Church with real talk, with real people, about real life, encouraging you in your day-to-day walk with Jesus. And now your host, Pastor Trevor King. Welcome to Beyond the Hill, and uh, this Monday happens to be April the 15th, and this is the Monday of the week known as Holy Week that is leading up to Easter Sunday. You may have just celebrated Palm Sunday yesterday, which is the entry into Jerusalem made by Jesus the week prior to his resurrection. And in this week, you'll read through the gospel accounts of Jesus, his experiences in this last week of life here on earth before resurrecting from the dead. And uh, on Friday, you'll celebrate the death of his, uh, of his body on, this, on the cross. And what I want to do this week is I want this to be a special Holy Week edition of Beyond the Hill, where I'm not going to have any guests and I'm going to share a bit of a message in which I preached from um, earlier this this spring, talking about the significance of the price paid for you and for me. And as you listen to this podcast, this is again a special one where you're going to hear a clip of a sermon preached as I was preaching on the word of abandonment that Jesus cried out from the cross. When he was forsaken by the Father, he was separated from God for a moment and experienced 100% human emotion and feeling as he was separated. And that's one of the most profound and incomprehensible texts that you will probably read throughout the entire Bible. But Jesus Christ, hanging on a cross just moments before dying, cried out, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And as you listen to this bit, I would encourage you to read through the Gospel accounts. And as you spend time this week, setting your mind and your heart on Easter, Resurrection Sunday, I would encourage you to take moments throughout this week and to reflect on this sacrifice that Jesus made, the life that was given. And I will tell you this, that Jesus was forsaken so that you and I would not have to be. And on that cross, God made him who knew no sin to become son on our behalf so that we could become the righteousness of God. And as you listen to this bit of the message, and as you read through it all week, I encourage you to set your mind on this one thought, that it was in that very moment that Jesus cried out forsaken and abandoned, that he felt the pain and punishment and the weight of hell, so that he can make a way to heaven. Enjoy this bit of a message, reminding us of the significance of his separation from our Father. It says this, For the wages of sin... Is death. And what we have to understand about this is this is not just simply meaning if you live in sin, you're going to breathe your last breath one day here on this earth and you are going to die. Because last time I checked, there is a one in one chance, 100% chance, that you and I will breathe our last breath on this earth. Sometimes it comes much earlier than we are hoping for and wanting for. 
But that's not what the Apostle Paul was saying. He's not saying for the wages of your sin means you're going to breathe your last breath. What he's truly trying to get to is that this death that the Apostle Paul mentions is an eternal separation from our God. Why did Jesus cry out? Why have you forsaken me? Where are you? I am now alone. Jesus felt completely human. And in that very moment as Jesus was hanging on the cross in pitch black, as his soul was darkened and broken and he was broken bodied and as he hung there crying out, Why have you forsaken me? It was because he was paying the wages of your sin. He was paying the wages of my sin. And what we have to understand is that death, if we continue to live our lives in sin, and you can, you can live it for the rest of your life. I'm not going to condemn you. I would encourage you to repent of your sin and truly follow Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. I would encourage you and I would highly recommend you doing that. But I'm not going to make you, you know, confess your sins to him and repent. You can live however you choose to live as long as you want to do it. And If you choose to live in your own sin, you will find that eventually, one day, you will pay the wages of your sin. And it is eternal separation from our God. To be eternally separated from Him. And it was in this very moment that Jesus, as He cried out, He experienced the pain and the punishment that you and I deserved to experience. It was the pain and the punishment that you and I should have experienced, that you and I are deserving of. We have sinned. Anybody else sinned or is it just me? Like I have sinned, church. I'm sorry. I know two and a half years ago you were expecting a perfect preacher. And I didn't make it one day in two and a half years. I'm just being real. Like I, I lose my patience. I say things I shouldn't. I've done things I shouldn't. I, I, I lose it. I, I snap on people. <laughs> I snap. I'm not loving all the time. I think things I shouldn't think. I say things I shouldn't say. I do things. But it was this very moment as Jesus was hanging there, as he cried out, he was experiencing the pain and punishment that you and I are deserving of. Blood pouring out, arms stretched wide. He was just moments away from breathing his last breath. And the beautiful thing is, is that this is the greatest expression of God's love for you and for me. The greatest expression of God's love for you and for me is the picture of, the scene of, and the reality of the cross of Jesus Christ. Because the Bible tells us for all of sin and fall short of the glory of God. You sin, I sin, we make mistakes, we fall short. But it was this moment of abandonment. I believe that because he screamed, the Bible says that with a loud voice, he screamed. He was suffering. He was in pain and anguish. He, he was struggling in this very moment. Here is why I believe it. And I had to write it down because I would have messed it up if I wouldn't have written it down. It's because this moment of abandonment was the weight of hell upon him so that he could open the way to heaven. That was the weight of hell resting upon him. And, and he was experiencing, he was feeling it. He felt the pain and the weight of our sin and our shame. And what he did was he stayed there. He said, why have you forsaken me? He was forsaken because you and I no longer have to be. This is the true picture of the gospel of Jesus Christ, that you and I, sinners, broken people, can be brought to new life. 
Jesus gave himself up willingly, willingly put himself there as he cried out before he was arrested. God, if there's any other way, remove this cup because I don't know if I could do it. Remove it. However, not my will, but your will be done. So what was the Father's will? Well, we've just read it, or I mentioned it, Isaiah 53, that he was to crush him. And I know it's, it's very difficult to wrap your mind around the idea that God the Father would, it would bring him pleasure to crush God the Son. And I know it's confusing to think that that, that was what the Lord willed and what the Lord wanted. And it was at this picture that we see Jesus truly suffering in the which we were deserving of. But I want, want to mention a few things that, that I want us to really wrap our minds around as we picture and as we visualize Jesus screaming out, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And it is this, few things here. One is sin equals separation. Sin equals separation. You know that if you sin in your marriage, there is a bit of separation and there is not always closeness. If you sin in your relationship with your kids and there is not always this unity and this closeness. If you sin against family, if you sin against friends, if you sin against God, there is not as the closeness that we are, we are called to have because we are all sinful and we all make mistakes. So we're always, always kind of separating ourselves from God and it's because of our sin. Just plain and clear, it is sin. Sin equals separation. Why was Jesus separated from God the Father on this very moment? Because he was feeling the weight and the punishment of our sin. It equals separation. And we also have to understand this, sin is serious. Sin is serious. And I know, I know, I know, I know, I know that some of us, probably all of us have that one little thing that it's not really a big deal to us. It's not really a big deal to anybody. It doesn't hurt anyone. It hasn't caused any problems in my relationships or in my marriage. Or you know, I haven't been to jail for it, so it can't be that big a deal. What I want you to understand is that sin is serious. And shame on us for thinking that we can casually walk into church, praise the name of Jesus, and then comfortably live in sin. It's wrong. And how foolish of us to think I can comfortably live in sin and then casually worship the name of Jesus and everything's a-okay, everything's good. He he saw me in church today. He may not have seen me all week or he didn't want to see me all week, but here I am lifting up his holy name on Sunday and here I am. Everything's great. What I want you to know, church, is sin is serious. You cannot love your Savior and also love your sin. You cannot and we cannot just comfortably live in sin and then casually worship the name of Jesus. What I want you to know, even the smallest of things that you and I do, it still put Jesus on a tree. It still nailed him to the cross. The wages of sin. It doesn't say what sin. See, it says the wages of sin. Small and large. Nailed him to a tree so that he would die for us. And shame on us for comfortably living in it and then casually worshiping him. Shame on us for thinking that we're better than anyone else at doing it and that we could just live with it. And here we are in America thinking that we're some spoiled breed of Christianity that can just do what we want and how we want and everything's great. And God sees us posting things on Facebook or God sees us in our church attendance. No, no, no. Here's what I want you to know. God sees your heart and he desires that 
completely. That is what he wants. He is after your heart. And he doesn't want just this half-hearted worship and half-hearted sinfulness. He wants complete worship of your heart and of your life every single day. I understand we make mistakes, we fall short, and things are some hard, sometimes really hard to break. But we have to understand that sin is serious. We have to understand that sin is serious. It led to Jesus, the Son, crying out, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Why have you turned your back on me? We also see that sin condemns. The complete condemnation of God was poured out upon Christ while hanging on the cross. 